0: And welcome back to TVNZ FC for 2020. Coming up on today's show, the festive season is over. So we go over who's been naughty and nice of the break in world football. Plus the Phoenix rise up the A-League. Is it finally their year to soar into title contention? Joining me today on the couch is Jack Mabeer and Simon Plum. Welcome back, lads. Obviously, Chris Chang is away. He's on a little bit of a a break, a well-deserved break. On holiday. That's 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 right. right. Um, but, of course, we, um, we can't start without talking about the Premier League. And then, of course, if we talk about the Premier League, we have to talk about your beloved Liverpool. Mm. 16 points clear. How has it been uh, these past
1: few weeks? Yeah, you? I always felt like this would be a really um, challenging time for Liverpool. This, might this run of games over Christmas and into January, um, you know, with a tight uh, fixture congestion, it's going to be a real sign of whether Liverpool can indeed you know reach this uh, elusive premier league title so to be 16 points clear after that little run um and playing some of the best football of the of the season that this team's produced at least um you know it sets us up very nicely indeed and you heard it at anfield this weekend the fans started singing that we're going to win the league so uh, i know the book some bookies <laughs> were paying out before christmas oh that we were gonna uh, you know on uh, on those bets Um, but now the fans are starting to say it as well. So it feels like now we've got this kind of next few months, it's more, could be just a case of which records can Liverpool break in the next uh, month or two. Simon, 30 years since Liverpool won the title. Mm.
0: They
2: haven't done it in the Premier
0: League era. 16 points clear. Surely this is their year.
2: Yeah, I mean, you would hope so. I mean, with a 16-point lead and the way they're playing and the way that the other teams are playing, it looks like a, a lay-down Bézir, doesn't it, really? But as we have seen before, they have slipped up, no pun intended, but <laughs> you just can't see it happening at the moment. They're, they're so solid. They've, before we, we broke for, for the holidays, they had a, quite a testing run, a lot of games, as Jack mentioned. They've, they've kind of weathered that storm, really. And not only that, they've, they've pushed their, their lead out even further because teams like Man City and Leicester have, have stumbled a little mm. bit. Um, they've still got a lot of games to go and a lot of games in quick su- succession with uh, cup games and all that malarkey. But it's, it's, it's done. It's done. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, you watch a
0: lot of Liverpool. Yeah. What is it about them that just keeps... that The machine just... I mean, they are likened to a machine. They just keep going. What is their secret? It's so
1: strange watching a football team, especially a Liverpool football team, with virtually no weaknesses whatsoever. If there's one weakness that you might be able to level at them, it's that they might waste too many chances in front of goal. You know, they should be battering teams, maybe five or six nil in some games, you know. Um, But every component of the team... Uh, is is e- excellent, probably world-class, um, a lot of them, and they're all functioning perfectly together as a unit as well. So it's, it's been a steady progression with Klopp, you know, over the last sort of four or five years, um, building this team into, into what he wanted it to be. And, um, you know, the, the progression that we've seen is just carried on, you know, throughout that whole time. And this is essentially the product of, of his vision. It's probably a team that's probably going to stay together now for a... You know, a good few years at least, probably. They've all signed long-term contracts, um, and they're setting the pace now in the Premier League. And it's going to it's going to take a concerted effort, something incredible from you know some of the other teams in the league in order to catch them up now. Because um, this could be the start of sort of a, a new Liverpool dynasty, almost. Well, where does this rank in
0: terms of English football? You know, you had the Man City team that got hundred points. You have had the invincible Arsenal side. Where do you think this team ranks in, ter- in terms of those great sides?
2: I think you need to let the rest of the season play out. You don't know what's going to happen, but um, you'd have to say they're they're well up there. The only disappointing thing for me is is there's not really been a competition. Liverpool have kind of carried on where they left off last season and they missed out. Whereas City have kind of fallen away, it's just been a bit of a cakewalk, really. But you'd have to say the way they're playing hasn't been quite as good as last season, but they've still gotten the results. And I think over a, it's more of a, a two-year period for me, really. If you look at it on a, a kind of wider scale, uh, as a two-year season, that, that's a remarkable achievement that Liverpool have strung all those results together. Yeah, and it's interesting, though, isn't it, that, you know,
1: that Arsenal team, for example, the Invincibles, they were pushed very hard uh, in that season. Um, Man City perhaps were just kind of uh, pushed very hard by Pep Guardiola to to achieve that 100-point league. Um, There's not really that kind of pressure now on Liverpool because um, I know they're going to, you know, Jurgen Klopp's been saying, you know, they're just concentrating on... Mm. winning the next game they're not really getting carried away with you know winning the league or you know breaking records or whatever but um sometimes you do need a little bit more of a push in order to kind of uh um you know achieve those goals and you know you look at those that arsenal team and the man united rivalry at the time Mm. you know and and how that kind of uh fired them up and and pushed them on um so that could be the only thing that might you know stop liverpool breaking some of those records is perhaps Mm. that you know their, their nearest rivals, your Man City and your Leicesters, um, have fallen away a little bit and dropped more points than perhaps people expected yeah. this season.
0: In saying that though, say Liverpool wraps up the league in a couple of weeks or so, how does that change the dynamic of uh, the Premier League? Because you know, the other teams don't have anything to play for. Liverpool don't really have anything to play for. They're probably going to rest a lot of their players.
2: Mm. How do you think it's all going to work out? Well, they then take a broader view and Mm. it doesn't become just the Premier League. It becomes uh, doing a treble, doing like a a Man United treble. Not only just a, a major season, a landmark of winning a first Premier League title... Imagine if they just dominated Europe. That's that's the kind of territory they would then be in.
0: Mm-hmm. We mentioned Leicester before. They have fallen off the pace quite a bit. They in fact lost to Burnley. Chris Wood got the opener, equaliser, sorry, I should say, that helped spark a comeback win for Burnley. It was uh, you know good to see Chris Wood back on the score sheet.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, he, he pops up, um, you know, scoring against his old team as well. As That's right, to yes. More. So he would have been very pleased to, to have done that. Um, you know, he's a reliable Premier League goalscorer, you know, and he's proven it over the last few years. Um, he's a top-class top class player. Mm. And uh, also good to see that
0: he's likely to get, well, not good to see, but likely to get more minutes because actually Barnes, of course, his striking partner is injured. So mm. hopefully we will see more of Chris Wood and more of the Kiwis in the Premier League. After the break, we'll talk about more Kiwi football as the Phoenix, and they're down but not out. After the break, we'll talk about their intended rise into the playoffs. Alright, welcome back. Of course, the Wellington Phoenix, their nine-match unbeaten run. It was a club record, came to an end last weekend against Brisbane, but this weekend, they have Newcastle bottom of the table. Surely, it's a good uh, reason for them to get back up
1: yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. I mean, they've been playing excellent football ever since uh, Stephen Taylor came in and had a chat with us about That's right. um, <laughs> you know, what he should be doing, you know, that kind of thing. But what impressed me about Stephen Taylor uh, was the way that he was helping encourage those young players in the team. Um, you know, when the Phoenix started the season, it was quite new territory for a lot of those players, for the manager as well. Um, but they've obviously got some good, experienced heads in there, which have had time to kind of, uh, you know, have a word with these lads and, and get the team kind of really functioning well. And uh, the way that they kind of promote team spirit and kind of hang out with each other and, you know, go out to the beach or whatever, you know, after training and stuff, it sounded like there's a really good, uh, happy atmosphere at the club. And um, it's nice to see that kind of being shown now on the pitch as well.
0: It also struck me,
1: this team is relatively new. I mean, a lot of these, half of this team
0: wasn't there last season. So you've got to give credit to the coach of Fouctale. Mm -hmm. He's brought in, you know, a lot of these journeyman players and he's really got them playing good, attractive football.
2: Yeah, if you scum back to the close season, there was a lot of... uh uh, irritation and frustration over the departure of Mark Rodin. uh Players like Giranti leaving. I think mm-hmm. a lot of Phoenix fans were really annoyed, and they felt like their club had finally gained a foothold on the field, and only to take a big step yeah. back again because of the departure of those those personnel. But if you now fast forward to where we are now, as you say, Talleys done an, an amazing job. They're actually playing the best football I've ever seen the side play. Um, it's a clear step up from what they were doing kind of four or five years ago, for sure. Mm. Um, and they've clearly got some momentum behind them. And if they can get some more fans into the stadium, that would be a, a real bonus, get some more support behind yeah. them. But for a, a top six place, a playoff place, they look really good value. Yeah, mm. definitely.
0: And if they do, in fact, get into the playoffs, how do we think their chances are you know, for a title run and, and, and possibly winning their first ever trophy?
2: There are a chance. I mean, they, the way they've been playing, they can give anyone a game, and they've they've played some of the best teams and, and done really well. The thing for me is the way that the A-League is structured and those those playoffs. It's quite you get quite a reward for finishing first or second. And I think if you're not in those top two places, you're you're kind of spitting into the wind a little bit. But they're they're capable of doing it for sure. But actually doing it is another story. It'd be great to see as well because sure. I think I think that is probably the thing that will get the Kiwi fans on
1: side. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of kind of. Um, you know, armchair supporters or, or, or people that you know, have a passing interest in football, it would really kind of spark a bit more interest in, in the team and the game here as well. I think mm. it would be uh, a terrific achievement for them.
0: Well, speaking to a few journalists here who were in Wellington when the Phoenix had that really great run into the playoffs, and you had Paul Eiffel starring, mm. you know, people in Wellington were talking more about the Phoenix than they were about the Hurricanes. You know, so it, it's obvious that these sort of performances uh, season round can inspire a lot of excitement in the New Zealand football community.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's about getting bums on seats at the end of the day, isn't it? And if, you can, if you can, you know, attract people in with this exciting knockout football and, the, you know, the, the chance of glory, it's, it's quite, it's quite appetising, isn't it, for people, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and for the long-term future of the club, I mean, if you, again, if you scan back, it wasn't that long ago that the FFA were kind of... Making some noise about the long-term future of the Phoenix and whether their license would be renewed. If you if you keep getting into the playoffs, um, they're going to struggle to rip that license mm-hmm. off you again. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of the the kind of last bastion of Kiwi Trans Tasman sport to really to get that that. That title, we've yeah. seen it done in netball, basketball, rugby, obviously. Well, the Warriors still haven't done it, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I think uh, ignoring the Warriors, I, I, think that, I think they're too far gone, frankly, but um, it would be good to see the Phoenix do it. It'd be great for the sport, and it'd just be good for the future of that club to finally get some life, breathe into it, and get some long-term commitment. Um, you guys gave me a bit of ribbing earlier
0: this month about my beloved club firing their manager while being top of the league. Um, yeah. Of course. Seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? Does it? I mean, <laughs> what, more, what more could you do? What more could you do? Well, explain Ernesto Valverde, the former Barcelona coach, was sacked, uh, I think it was just over a week ago, for Kike City and a Spanish. Journeyman Who? manager, Kike Setien. Of course, you've Who? never heard yeah. of him, exactly. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's he's brought back the style of, of football that I think people identify with Barcelona. Mm. In his first game in charge over the weekend, they made more than a thousand passes.
1: Oh.
0: What do you guys? How think many about? goals did that they score? They like they only did. one, one no, Oh like my gosh! Fast, <laughs> I mean,
1: so you get but one goal per one thousand passes. That's right. But it's right reignited
0: man. this debate in Spain, particularly about you know. Is it worth having a team that passes the ball to death, or or do you have it? Where you focus more on just trying to score and just trying to get the ball into the box as quickly as
1: possible? Yeah, I mean, scoring is the name of the game, right? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's that's it's not. But it's it's how you
0: play. How do you you score those goals?
1: You know, passing. You don't. You don't win any points for a, a thousand passes per game, do you? No, no. no, no, it's just, no I, agree. Be, I agree, <laughs> <Yeah>. I agree. <laughs> happy. But, but I, it is the Barcelona way, well, isn't well, it? It's it, brought it, up this think, of, yeah.
0: uh, philosophical debate, and I think yeah. Pep's talked about it a lot. It's about how you play. and then,
2: Yeah, and you know, it's what the fans, the Barcelona fans want, presumably. Yeah. Well, they always want to be entertained. It is, mm. but I think Barcelona are going through a bit of a transition at the moment. They, I think results would be more of a priority than style of play. You've got to kind of do, do the foundation before you can build the rest of the house, but... Yeah, I don't know about this guy. He seems like an absolute nobody to me. I tell you something funny. Apparently he was knocked back by Watford. Oh,
0: earlier there he goes. <laughs> yeah, they wow. didn't So really you go from back, well. you go
1: from being rejected by Watford to coaching Barcelona. It's not bad, is it? He said he was in a field with some cows when he got the job. Yes, call. It was a lovely the, story. About you're the manager of Barcelona now. That's a lovely. Yeah, that's right.
0: He was in his um, home village, hometown, and he's just walking along with these cows, and he all of a sudden gets a call. Oh, Barcelona I want to talk to you. They want you to be the
2: manager. How do, you, yeah. how do you, as a as a Barca fan, how do you feel about having a, a bit of a no name take the reins?
0: Uh, well, he's a, he's quite a big name in Spain, but I think the thing for me is Valverde. You saw a lot of Barcelona games, particularly in Europe. You have Roma where they lost mm. a huge lead. I don't even have to mention Liverpool. There was yeah. a sense in, in, in the team that they weren't controlling games um, and certainly they were letting games go in the last 20 minutes. There was a lack of mentality and, and mental fortitude. So I think he's brought the, t- the club back to the origins, mm. back to you know, that, that unique passing game. We'll see how it goes. Um, there was also talk about Xavi coming back.
1: As, as manager, And he's you know, only so retired as a player about mm. six
0: months ago. He, he also knocked them back, so it was yeah, too early Seems for him. premature, yeah. So, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it could be a, a complete success story, we just don't know.
1: Did it just take a long time, though? Because that Roma and that Liverpool defeat, I mean, that was a while ago, you know? And he's only getting the boot now. Yeah, yeah but there's been particular games where a lot's been on the, on the line... And they've
0: played in the exact same way. They've just completely fluffed their lines and and really important and defining uh, Mm. moments of the season. So... Mm. Look, I've already seen a shift in the style of play and perhaps mentality, so we'll see how things go.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's all about Messi still, isn't it, really? Well, that's
0: right, exactly. (laughs) And ending on that, we won't go into any more because I've suffered enough uh, season with Barcelona. That is us for today. Remember, you can find us on the One News website, Facebook, YouTube pages, and as well as a podcast in the usual places. Just search TVNZ Football Club. We will see you next week.